If you ask me, money is a tool, but we don't teach kids how to use that tool when they get older. That was good. That just came to me right wow. now because it was hot in my apartment <laughs> and my hair cut off. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm May from Into It for Education, and I'm so excited to kick off the very first episode of our teaching finance series with you. Now, you're probably wondering, what is this series about and why are we doing it? Well, I'll be chatting with inspiring educators to teach me and you all everything and anything about this financial literacy space. As a former high school math teacher, I really do believe that every student deserves access to this knowledge, which is why I'm so excited to share more about Intuit for Education's free, interactive, and flexible personal finance curriculum to students. Today, we're going to kick off this series by discussing the topic, why is financial literacy important to students? And on that note, I am so excited to reveal who I convinced to chat with me today. This visionary educator has been featured on Ellen DeGeneres, NBC Nightly News, People Magazine, just to name a few, for his positive and innovative approaches to education for children struggling with the challenges of poverty. Not only does he currently teach at the famed Ron Clark Academy, he's also an incredible keynote speaker, an author, and a philanthropist. And in this episode, we get into the importance of financial literacy, and our special guest shares some of his tactics for helping lessons feel relevant to students. So, everyone, me. Hey, May, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. Everyone, meet Michael, and Michael, I'll let you take it off. Okay. How you doing, May? It's so good to be here. I'm so excited for this podcast because I'm a, a huge believer in financial literacy. So let's start here. I first am, I am a fourth grade social studies teacher and sixth grade reading teacher at the Ron Clark Academy here in Atlanta, Georgia, which is an amazing nonprofit school where we believe in innovative methods and engaging our students, but we also believe in exposing them to the greatness that they see in the world so they can be something themselves, right? And my education journey didn't start just by me knowing I'm going to be a teacher. No, ironically, it started around money. I was thinking about that this morning. When I was growing up, I wanted to make sure my family was well taken care of. And I wanted to make sure I helped my parents by giving them a car and a house because I saw how hard my parents worked for my four siblings and I. So of course, Miriam Wright Elderman says, you can't be what you can't see. And at that time in media, the only successful version of myself that I saw was NBA players. So I said, you know what? Mm. I'm going to be an NBA player, right? <laughs> uh, and come to find out, even though I'm 6'4 and I had a really good high school career. Are you? I, a, I did not yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah, it throws people off. And so when I meet you, I'm going to be like, hello, May. How are you doing? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm 5'4". Um, so you're okay, a whole yeah. foot tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the same height as my mom. So it throws people <laughs> off. And it, I mean, you would assume that, hey, I would go on to be this, this basketball mm -hmm. player. But you have to be really, 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 really good <laughs> to make it to the league. <laughs> I transferred to Elizabeth City State University, where it's just for teachers as well, another beautiful HBCU. And while I was there, we went in with the basketball team and we did a read aloud with kids. And I remember doing this read aloud. And when we walked in, because I'm the shorter one amongst my friends, I will remember so clearly that they were looking up to us like we were angelic beings. Aww. And it was at that point in time, I was like, I've never experienced that. Like, I like that feeling. And I switched over to elementary education and it's been 
a beautiful journey ever since, about 11 years now. So you taught at two school districts. Can you share a little bit about and how you ended up at Ron Clark Academy? Sure. sure. So I taught in Greenville, North Carolina, uh, a school called South Greenville Elementary, which is an amazing school, amazing kids, amazing families, amazing staff. Uh, shout out to Miss Covington, who is doing a phenomenal jo job there now as an admin. Um, and I started there. I worked there for six years. The school is a beautiful space, but it had its unique social economic challenges, which ties into what we're going to talk about, how money plays a part into everything that we do in life. And while I was there, I decided to become innovative with my methods. I decided to just try something new because I was on the verge of quitting teaching. I didn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. It looked nothing oh, yeah? like the Target. No, it, it looked nothing like the Target commercial <laughs> that we see right now. You know, kids on <laughs> the their Target book bags yeah. walking down the hallway. That's, it wasn't looking like no. that. So um, I went back to the drawing board. And mm -hmm. I started to do things differently, such as I remember telling Ellen on the first show that I would take money out and show kids um, when we were working with word problems or just to show them a representation of that you can earn money outside of different activities or when you normally see money. Um, right. And that moment sort of propelled me to having a, a beautiful and flourishing speaking career. And I, Ron Clark is from the same area, Eastern North Carolina. We both grew up there mm. and he, they had an opening for a fourth grade position and I took my shot and now I'm here. Let's dig into the main topic for today about financial literacy. And I think just to kick it off, and I know you mentioned it a little bit before your background and why you feel like, you know, money with you and your parents, why it's so important. Um, but m could you elaborate just a little bit more why financial literacy is so important, not just to you, but to your students and the K-12 space in general? Like, why is this so important for them to learn it now and your students, even at the elementary school age to learn it now. You know, when you have someone come out to your house, they come to fix the air conditioning because mine just cut on ironically, right? They're <laughs> someone that specialize in the HVAC oh, system. No. And, yeah, and yeah. They, they go through the process of learning how to operate and fix an HVAC system, how to identify right. problems. And they go through the learning concepts of which tools to use and with how much torque to put on something to make sure you don't break any pipes. And if you ask me, money is a tool, but we don't teach kids how to use that tool when they get older. No. That was good. That just came to me right wow. then because it was hot in my apartment <laughs> and my air cut on. But that's yeah. the truth. We, we, what we do is we give them their first job and they go out into the world and we give them right. refund checks. We give them student loan debt. We give them all these opportunities, the credit cards that come when they're 17 and 18. And then we're frustrated with them because they are uh, inadequate with their uh, financial literacy. And my issue is that yeah. we have to begin to self-reflect, go through the process of metacognition. Like, what can we fix? What can we do or change? to make sure our kids are actually prepared to live in a society, in a world yeah. that operates off of capitalism and money. So my theory so and the thoughts around why financial literacy is important because it is a vital tool that we use on an everyday basis from our basic needs to money being the number one reason why people get divorced to furthering your education yeah. to the very, uh, to the healthcare, to the medical field, like it's tied into every piece. And for me, as someone who truly loves my students yeah. and my family, I want them to be in the best position possible for my community, yeah. for every kid that I serve, that they will be able to navigate this world in a healthy state and not be uh, succumb to the mindset of poverty or the conditions of poverty because they weren't given the right knowledge on how to use the tools that is available to everyone. In terms of you teaching your classes now, and I know they're at a much younger age, so you know sometimes it is harder to tackle this big issue of money and financial everything with little kids how do you approach it and how do you make sure it resonates with them you know even though they're not the ones going to get a job right now or they're not getting a student loan and stuff like how do you make that resonate with the younger 
population. So when I was when I was teaching elementary, because well, I still technically do, but I work in a middle school now. When I was teaching mm-hmm. second grade in North Carolina, I remember the standards were teaching us about the uh, the standards were informing us to teach about the concept of money. You know, nickels, dimes, quarters, whatever the case may be. I will pull small groups and have the money out, the fake money, and get them playing with it. But the reality of it is. Why not spike up their engagement and use real money? So I remember going to Wells Fargo, getting $100 and $1 bills, and I pulled it no out. Way. And they were like, oh. And like that. So that created that engagement, that thirst. It was like a, a, a hook to get them reeled in on you know, the importance right. of money. Inside of middle school now, what I do is whenever we're covering, because I teach sixth grade reading and I teach fourth grade social yeah. studies. So even when we go to the beginning of the American Revolution, we know that the reason why we are here today is because of money, trying to pay for the French and Indian War. Right. So King George III was handing out tons of taxes mm-hmm. to an economy of people and colonists that were already depressed. So mm-hmm. there's always little nuances and ways that you can tie in the importance of money and how to get kids involved into understanding that this thing is around you at all times. Now, will you take the responsibility and the ownership to learn this tool that you're going to need to know how to use as you get older? I know you know this, but just so to the listeners who are listening, our new Intuit for Education platform that just came out, we, that, I think that resonates directly with what you are saying is because our curriculum, you can pick and choose certain aspects. You don't need to teach the whole curriculum, the whole you know, lesson, you can yep. just infuse that into your classroom, mm-hmm. one topic, you know, to get kids excited. And I'm so, so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm an this. advocate. I'm an advocate for the program. I love being inside of the community. I, I love being a part of the teachers that help first yeah, start this bad boy up. Yeah. yeah like you have to join the community. You have to see that there are other teachers, even if they're not in your space, they're all across the world who are interested in understanding that, hey, you know, our millennials are drowning with student loan debt. Will we allow this moment to pass and let another generation deal with the same issue when so we have true. the technology and the tools to fix it right now. Let's not do yeah. this. Join the community. Yeah, join, join. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I wanted to know just from your perspective in general, like I just, I love what you've said before about how your students model after people they can see and they look right. like them and they, right. you know, can see that they can achieve that. So I wonder if you can just expand a little bit more on that philosophy and how you carry that into your classrooms so that you motivate your students to be able to, you know, be academically focused and to Mm -hmm. be motivated and engaged. So, I mean, it's just, to me, I think it's just important to be able to find yourself represented by either race or by your passion, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's important so you can see individuals who you inspire to be like, and that will furthermore push you to go a little bit further inside of your craft. And when I was growing up, I wanted to be involved with giving and things like that. So that's why I went to the MBA. And I saw people who look like me. Now, at this stage of my life, I love giving to this day. But mm-hmm. when I look out into the world, I'm looking for people who not only just look like me, but operate in my passion as well. Mm-hmm. So when I think of someone like a Robert F. Smith, the richest African-American male in, uh, man inside of America, or when I think about Tyler Perry, who's right down the street, who's a person who loves to give, I'm seeing mm-hmm. someone who looks like me. Mm-hmm. I see someone who's doing things I like to do, and that's giving me more fuel to do what I need to do. So for my students, yeah. what I try to do, and, and I embrace this through learning through faith and therapy, is that none of us are perfect, but if I can just posture myself in a way to be a better version of Michael Bonner than I was last year, and because I'm constantly in my student's face, 
I can therefore take comfort in knowing that at least I'm being a good representative of what success could possibly look like for them. What does learning about money look like for them? What does speaking look like for them? What, you know, just shifting their paradigms on what does a teacher look like? You know, what, what is, what does it look like to quit and fail and to get back up again? What does it look like to make a terrible decision or terrible decisions and, and try to fix that? If I can just continue to be a representation of that, I know that will inspire them. Mark Twain once said that he did not allow his schooling to interrupt his education, right? So that lets us know, one, that there's a dichotomy. You have schooling, standards, curriculum, testing, assessments, but you also have education, things that are outside of the school, things that we can see from so true. planting in the garden with our family, things that we can pick up skills in the kitchen, cooking with our families, skills that we can pick up selling lemonade on the side of the street on a Saturday to earn some money to buy right. the toy. I want to make sure that I'm getting them involved in learning and loving and surrounding and education to make uh, sure that yeah. they can see representation there and they can take off and impact the world. Oh, uh, Michael, I don't know how, is this just like in your brain or are you like reading off a script? Cause how come everything you say, I'm like, yes, that resonates with me so much. You know, how do you think teachers who don't teach a business subject? Mm -hmm. So don't teach a core, like personal finance, business economics or something that's subject. How right. can they infuse, maybe give some like tips and tricks that you've done. How can they infuse the concept of personal finance, like budgeting, yeah. investing yeah. and stuff into your classes? Um, okay. some tangible examples maybe that you've done with your class. All right. So let's, I haven't done this one, but if I did do it, it would be something. So if I was with my students and I was creating something for them to get them involved with personal finance and literacy, yeah. right? I, what I would do is I would ask, do a class survey. Hey, what do you want to be? And let's take a little, put on a uh -huh. sticky note. Let's make a bubble map of it. Let's put on a graphic organizer. They're spitting out the ideas. Okay. This is your job. Your job is now to figure out what is the salary for that person within this state that we're teaching mm. inside of, right? Yeah. Go find that salary for that person. Then what I would do is I would actually say, I need you to divide that salary up by 12 months to see what you're making per month. Cool. Uh -huh. And then as a class, what we will do is we'll go through and we will look at the average cost of rent within Atlanta. We'll look at the average cost of a light bill, the average cost of a car payment, the average cost of the pieces of things that they love awesome. to do, going out, brunch, all those different things and stuff like that. And what brunch I for do, kids. Maybe. Oh, oh, yes. Brunch for kids. I took some of them to brunch and they had a oh, blast, right? But the so goal cute. of it is, is just to um, get them in a space of understanding that your education and the amount of money you can make are directly correlated. And more importantly, let them get a taste of that. The reason why you're in school is to sharpen those skills so you can therefore be an effective person and earn money for yourself so you can have a quality life. And in that lesson, the objective of it would be for kids to have an understanding of number one, a budget, two, an awareness of the world, Three, if I want to get complicated with being high school students or even middle school, I can talk about the current macro environment where interest yes. rates have now raised up yes. and the federal government has kept them so high to the point that it's impossible for most people to buy a home. Or even if you want to get a new home, you have to be able to sell the current one that you have on a great interest rate and sign up for a new one at another higher one. So you can, yeah, you can make. I did not allow my schooling to interrupt my education. You can make that. education. Yes. You can build the lesson to tie in current things they're dealing with. The goal is yeah. just to get them to get a taste of it. If you can just get kids to get a taste of how am I with money? Yeah. Because nobody can say I'm yeah. never going to need money. Yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How am I with money? What's my behavior with money? How do I operate with money? Um, yeah. How can I transition from being a consumer to an investor? If we can just get those little conversations going, we are therefore beginning to plant the seeds. And I believe life will take care of it from there. Last thing, Michael, Intuit for Education, our platform that's free financial literacy curriculum for everyone. 
Um, just a little bit, and I know you've explored it a little bit. You're in our community. You're one of the first people who to know about the product and yes. to invest in it. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. No problem. <laughs> so just a little bit on, I guess, what do you see this be beneficial to educators, maybe educators who teach the right. curriculum of personal finance and right. educators like yourself who want to infuse a little bit in their courses um, what do you like about it? And yeah, shout out the community if you want. Yeah, so we'll shout out to the community. <laughs> I love it into it for education. The one of the things I love about this is one, it's going to be a tangible thing that we can put our hands on to say, hey, this is teacher financial literacy for kids, right? We can point to something to say, you know what? I don't know where to start. We have they Intuit has done a phenomenal job of outlining and building a whole piece of comprehensive lessons for you to go through and come through yeah. for yourself. It's not too overwhelming and it is not incomprehensible. It's something that you can take, pick up and connect it to a lesson. And what mm -hmm. I would do and encourage people is, as you're planning out your pacing guide, as you're looking throughout the year, if you want to have some fun within your classroom, and this is for the teachers who are outside of being the normal teacher, this is for the teacher that is yeah. trying to step their game up, the ones that are want to make sure their kids are actually prepared for the 21st century, do me a favor, go check out what's going on with Intuit yeah. for Education and just pick something and connect it in, right? I will probably go to Intuit, pick out something in regards to budgeting or whatever the case may be and tie it yeah. into my class and create a beautiful conversation around it. I can make a Socratic circle around the conversation of the outline that I've picked from Intuit for Education. But the goal is to understand it's a tool, and more importantly, it is a tool that's continually evolving. I will tell you this right now. I have talked to May. May asks all the right questions. <laughs> May wants all the feedback. They are dedicated <laughs> at Intuit for Education to ensure that this program that we're building, right, is going to be the best totally. and actually give our kids the best possible. So um, I highly recommend people to check it out. I definitely recommend come join the community because it's nothing like being around like-minded people who are geared towards something positive and towards something that's gonna make America a better place. Why is financial literacy important to everyone? We all seem to understand the importance of capitalism, trading, exporting, importing of goods. If America wants to remain being a superpower, then our citizens need to know how to use this tool effectively so we can be great. I love that. You are so good. So glad we have you, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I'm glad you to be a so part much. of the team. Before we leave, what, what do you want to share about you and where can educators learn more about the engaging things that you're doing or your school? And yeah, how do people just learn more about your well, one, Listen, you can follow me all on social media platforms. It's Michael Bonner. Thank God I was verified before they start paying for the verification. <laughs> so you will know that it's me. It is yeah. Michael Bonner underscore. Um, if you would love me to come and talk to your school or district or teachers, hey, just contact me at my website, Michael dashbonner.com. I'm starting a new podcast soon called Conversations Ooh. Unleashed. That's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be, be engaging. Um, I'm going to be back up here, I'm sure, with Intuit for Education as we try Definitely. to figure out how can we keep this thing going and the energy going. Totally. Um, but I would love to connect with any person that's listening to this podcast because I want us to understand that money is something that we can't escape. Money is something that I think it is important for us to learn about. And even yeah. as we get into any type of aspect from degrees to uh, the, the net worth by race to student loan debt to everything going on in society is going to be imperative. It's going to be extremely important that our kids understand the power of money and how to use this tool in the right way to make the world yeah. a better place. Thank you so much, Michael. It's seriously, I feel so grateful to have you here today and it's been amazing talking to you. I can't wait for our listeners to just hear everything you have to say and yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. We'll work closely together and roll out our product and make it even better. So like thank a plan. you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to kick off this podcast with that wonderful chat with Michael Bonner. 
If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends, family, and colleagues, and subscribe so you can stay up to date on our future episodes. Lastly, don't forget to check out our free curriculum in Intuit for Education. And of course, come join the Intuit Educator community and say hi to me and Michael. So both of these are linked in the description.